0: Night Walk Another beautiful Saturday afternoon presented itself, as Stephen stepped calmly off of his front porch. Birds chirped, and the sun shone brightly on this clear and gorgeous summer day. This Saturday afternoon walk had become something of a ritual for Stephen, one he had started years ago, in efforts to lose some weight and lead a more active lifestyle. Three years and 85 pounds later, the ritual stayed, as it became something Stephen truly enjoyed. A little further down the street, a familiar face appeared, belonging to an old man on a bicycle. Stephen knew not this man's name, but did know the man himself as he often saw him on the street at the beginning of his walks. Stephen smiled and waved, and the man smiled and gave a little ring of his bell, just like he always did. Around the corner on the main road, Stephen approached the bus stop, which usually harbored a few friendly patrons on some kind of commute. On this day, it housed a young girl who Stephen had seen before. She was a very attractive university student with long blonde hair and a phone in her face at all times. Stephen knew she was a student because of her university lanyard and also knew she was from out of town due to her choice in clothing. Almost no one from around here wore yoga pants in the summer and if he had to take an educated guess, would say she was probably a psychology major. Further down the road, Stephen came across the playground in the park Children ran, laughed, and pushed each other on the swings as their parents absentmindedly looked on, with some paying more attention to their devices than their actual surroundings. Either way, it was a beautiful scene, and Stephen was happy to witness it. Settings like this brought Stephen immense comfort, knowing his little pocket of the world was a safe place where people could live freely and without fear. He felt blessed to exist in such a worry-free environment, and wondered if people in other places felt as blessed as he did when it came to their own living situations. Past the playground was an open field, full of dandelions and various other flowering weeds. Even the weeds have a place here, Stephen thought to himself, a place where they can grow undisturbed and without disruption. Just then, Two screaming children ran straight into the field, kicking and attacking as many dandelions as possible. Well, most of them anyway, Stephen thought. Beyond the field and outside the park stood a tall, iron statue on a large stone pedestal. This statue depicted Ernest Greenwood, the man who founded Stephen's small suburban town way back in 1695. It had been here long before Stephen was ever born, and held little meaning to the people who inhabited the town today. Once an important political and cultural figure, now a cold, hard hunk of metal, whose presence loomed over no one, but impact affected everyone. Behind the statue, and around the backside of the field Stephen had just passed, was a long, thin, wooded area between the road and the back of the field. Stephen turned and followed this road, which would bring him all the way back to his street. He gazed at the long line of trees as he walked and listened to the birds sing to one another. This peaceful stretch of the walk was his favorite part, as cars barely ever drove on this road, and Stephen got the chance to listen to the calming sounds of nature. He eventually reached the end of his street and turned onto it. But as he did... The friendly old cyclist rolled slowly past. He smiled and gave a little ring of his bell before turning off of Stephen Street and riding down the road. Inside his house, Stephen poured himself a cold, tall glass of iced tea and sat on the couch. Tiredness and exhaustion spilled over him the moment he sat down and took a big gulp from the glass. Stephen closed his eyes and felt a sense of relief. It felt so good, he took his shoes off and laid down sideways. The old sandman paid Stephen a mid-afternoon visit and must have dropped the bag because he fell into a deep, deep, deep sleep. Stephen awoke suddenly to an overwhelming sense of alarm. Everything in the house was dark, and his eyes darted toward the window. It was nighttime, and Stephen couldn't believe what he was seeing. How long was I asleep for? he thought concernedly before checking his watch. 3 a.m. on the dot. How? Stephen questioned. He gazed out the window to a quiet and empty street and then sat back down on the couch. Steven was wide awake now and sleep was out of the question. So he turned on the TV and flipped through the channels. I wanna hit line drive. Wanna lose weight, (laughs) keep it. Nothing at this hour appealed to him and he glanced back at the window. Compelled by his restlessness, Stephen got the strange urge to put on his shoes and take a walk. He had never been on a night walk before and considering how safe his little town was, decided to give it a try. Outside, the air was quite chilly and damp. Oddly so, since it was summer. A bizarre feeling of loneliness filled the night, giving the atmosphere a dreamlike quality. Just as things couldn't seem any more unusual, Stephen saw something in the distance. It was the friendly old man on his bicycle. What was he doing out so late, Stephen pondered. As the man drew closer, he appeared to possess qualities that were totally unnatural. His knees poked out at a very unattractive angle. His posture was upright and not at all relaxed. He looked unbalanced and shaky, but without the bicycle faltering or moving in the slightest, it stood completely still and rode in a perfectly straight line, as if it were moving itself. When the man rolled past, Stephen saw beads of cold sweat sliding down his forehead and an absolutely terrifying expression on his face. His mouth seemed to replicate a smile, with the corners pulled back by invisible hooks on strings. The same went for his quivering eyebrows and eyelids, which were stretched open by some unseen force. The man breathed sporadically, and his eyeballs darted every which way, signifying his feelings of panic and horror. Stephen just stared in confusion as the man rung his little bell and rode off into the bluish hue that consumed the street. Frozen by shock and unsure how to respond to this nightmarish image, Stephen just put his head down and continued forward. Approaching the main road, Stephen was surprised to find lights on at the bus stop. He didn't think the buses ran this late and even more surprising, was that someone was actually there waiting for one. As Steven got closer, he recognized this person. It was that college girl he always saw. But this time, she looked different. She sat on the bench with her hood over her head and her long blonde hair flowing out of the bottom. Her demeanor was different as well. No fun in her face tonight just a black hood draped over her head as she sat hunched over, with elbows on knees, staring at the cold, hard concrete below. She had a few extra things with her, too. A suitcase, presumably filled up with clothes, and a television, as if she were moving to a new house. A bus made its way up the road and came to a halt at the bus stop. The doors opened, and the girl did not move. She just sat there in silence, staring at the ground, as the doors closed and the bus drove off. Stephen walked by and felt puzzled, accompanied by a melancholy feeling of pity for the girl. Although she had all her things and was waiting for a bus to take her somewhere, Stephen knew just as well as the girl that she wasn't going anywhere. Further on down the road, Stephen came to the playground. As he approached, he heard the sound of the swing, swaying back and forth, back and forth. Who would be on the playground at this hour, he thought. No one was the answer. For when Stephen laid eyes on the swing set, not a soul was on it, It just swung to and fro, to and fro, absent of the one kind of person it was made for, the children it was meant to bring happiness to. Alongside the swing was a small teeter-totter, slowly bobbing up and down, up and down. Stephen felt a deep sense of longing upon seeing these things, and sadness peacefully entered his heart. Off in the distance, he saw a man and a woman standing at the edge of the playground, looking on solemnly at the swing set and teeter-totter. The woman appeared to be weeping as the man put his arm around her while the two continued to gaze at the moving play structures. Stephen walked on feeling a sense of depression and arrived at the field of flowered weeds. To his surprise, they were all dead and wilted in the unusually cold and damp summer air. He knelt down to pick up one of the limp dandelions, and the stem mushed between his fingers like overcooked spinach. Disgusted by this, he quickly wiped his fingers off on his shirt. Apparently, the invasive plants weren't welcomed everywhere. Just after the field stood the tall iron statue of Ernest Greenwood, like a solid rock anchoring this small town in place. Strong and firm was his stature, but upon further inspection, Stephen noticed something peculiar. The expression on his face was not the stern and confident one it always had been, but gaunt and fearful in nature. His eyes were more open and mouth slightly agape, as this petrified look suggested he had witnessed or experienced something truly horrible. Stephen's eyes lingered from the statue's face, down its body, and onto its hands. Blood dripped and dropped from its cold, metal fingertips as history's illusion of a dignified past became swallowed up by a dark reality with poor old Ernest Greenwood left to bear the brunt of the guilt. Stephen continued on the long road which would bring him home. He strolled along the tree line which ran adjacent. The birds made no noise tonight and stood completely still, inhabiting seemingly every branch of every tree. Stephen couldn't help but feel watched as the birds sat silent peering down at him while he passed. Silence filled the air, and Stephen felt as if he were in a vacuum chamber, absent of any sounds that would indicate organic life. He continued on like this for a few more minutes, until the eerie silence made him feel quite uncomfortable. Finally, a noise emerged from behind him, and Stephen took a sigh of relief to know he was not alone. The sound was that of a speeding car, which zoomed past very quickly and without care. Seeing a car drive down this road came as quite a surprise to Stephen, considering he had rarely ever seen cars drive on this road, let alone at this speed and at this hour. He wondered where this person was coming from, where they were going, and why they were driving so fast. When he eventually reached his street and turned right onto it. Shock overtook Stephen again to see the old man on the bicycle slowly approaching, his eyes still holding an intense look of terror, with lips, eyelids, and eyebrows pulled back to imitate some expression of happiness. His body jerked aggressively in attempts to derail the bike from its route. But it didn't budge at all, and simply continued on its projected course. The sound of a speeding car entered Stephen's ears from the direction he had just came, and the old man on the bicycle rolled slowly into the middle of the road. Stephen opened his mouth to yell, but nothing came out, as a jet black hearse sped past viciously. It met the old man in the middle of the road, and collided with him in the bicycle violently. Stephen instinctively shut his eyes to prevent witnessing this horrible event, but could not escape the sound of bones crunching and flesh ripping as the helpless old man was flung down the road. In a state of panic, Stephen darted down the street and into his house, slamming the door swiftly behind him. Stephen grabbed his chest and felt his heart pounding as if it were about to break right out of his body. He scrambled for air, while tears of fright streamed down his face. Chaotic shock consumed him, and all Stephen could do was cry. He didn't move from that spot on the floor, and sat there for the rest of the night with his back against the door. Fear, shame, guilt, and sadness twisted themselves up inside Stephen's body to create an overwhelming sense of helplessness he could not separate from. When the sun came up, the sounds of a new day presented themselves. Birds chirped, cars drove, and people talked from outside Stephen's window. He got up and peered carefully through the blinds, shaken to see the old man peacefully riding down the street on his bicycle. Swept by confusion toward the things he witnessed the night before, Stephen could draw only one conclusion. Life on Earth isn't as simple as most think it to be. Behind the kind veil of daylight lies a world of horror, inescapable, and coexisting simultaneously with its pleasant counterpart we know as happy disposition. Life for Stephen would never be the same. It was at this time Stephen would go to the supermarket and do his weekly shop, buying an array of healthy foods like fruits, vegetables, and low-fat meats. Today, he didn't feel like doing that. A pizza was in order, an extra-large meat lovers with extra cheese It had been three years since Stephen last ordered a pizza, and when he picked up the phone, found that he still knew his favorite pizza restaurant's number by heart.